I'm Tony Delangel, and welcome to the Gonstead Unfiltered Podcast. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Tony Delangel, and again, I want to welcome you to another episode where we're going to talk about overcoming life's hurdles. I can't tell you enough how many times uh, people really start to break down when something goes bad in their life. So let me tell you a story about uh, what we typically do at the end of every single year. We do something called a misogi, and the misogi is something that you have to do at the end of the year or the beginning of the next year. To, you do something hard to overcome what's coming your way. So I'll be honest with you guys. We, I don't have a ton of adversity that I would, I would consider adversity in my life nowadays. I don't have it. So I have, to, I have to create it in my life so that way when it does come, I know how to deal with it. I know that I can overcome it. So we purposely create some level of adversity in our life, and it's typically at the end of the year. <clears throat> so what we did this year is... We did, or we were planning to do, this is actually a crazy story, we were planning to do a 60-mile hike to Santa Fe, okay? So for those of you who are from New Mexico, uh, you know that from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, it's about 60 miles. And we were going to do this in the middle of the night. Create as much suck as you can possibly create, so that way it's preparing us for next year. I said, you know what? In 2024, we're going to have such a good year that we need to do something extra hard so that way we're prepared for what's to come in 2024. We're going to have a great year, so let's do something really hard. So we decided to do like a walk-run to Santa Fe. So what we did is we would walk for 10 minutes and then run for a minute. And we just did that. You know, We were going to do that the entire 60 miles. And we were going to do it at night. And so on this night, for instance, what ended up happening, we left around, I think it was like 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, And it just was like starting to drizzle. It was going to call for rain all night, all throughout the next day. But, you know, we said, all right, that's that's what we're going to do. So there were four of us. I brought my son and then there were two of uh, two of our colleagues that are here at work. And we're doing this. We're actually getting into a good pace. We're looking at the clock. We're saying, you know what? If we keep up this pace, we're probably going to do it in like 15 hours just because we're moving so fast. We were anticipating about 20 hours. And we get about 10 miles in, and the rain just starts coming down. We were prepared, though, okay? So we start. We stopped for a second. We put on our ponchos. We are like, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to go all night long. We're going to continue to go through. Now, Little did we know, we had to go through three different Pueblos, Pueblo villages, along the way to get to Santa Fe. And we didn't know this, but at 9 o'clock at night, those Pueblos closed down. You can't go through those Pueblos. So there were two options. You either go through the villages, and you're off, like, you're just kind of along the highway uh, to Santa Fe, or you go on the highway with oncoming traffic, And during this time, uh, there was a part going to Santa Fe where there was, like, construction on the highway, and there was no shoulder whatsoever. And so we're about 10 miles in, and then it just starts downpouring. We put on our ponchos, and sure enough, we we continue to walk. It's starting to get cold, you know, just because it was cold and wet and rainy. 
And all of a sudden we see these red and blue lights kick on right in front of us. You know, the, the, their headlights are shining right on us. And we're like, oh, man, we're in trouble. We didn't do anything, but we're walking along about 10 miles in good pace. So it turns out to be the police. And so uh, they pull us over and we walk up to the vehicle and they're like, what are you guys doing? And I said, well, we're we're walking to Santa Fe. I didn't explain to them that we're doing this shit on purpose so that way we can do something challenging so that and, and going to Santa Fe was definitely going to be a challenge. It was going to take 20 hours. We we're going to walk all night long, walk, run, get to Santa Fe. It was going to be a huge accomplishment. And then the police officer said, well, the Pueblos are closed. You can't go through the villages. And we were like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, we were coming up on the first on the first village. And he says, well, it closes at 9 o'clock. They don't let anybody pass through. You're going to have to either go around or you're going to have to go along the highway. And I said, well, sir, that's, that's not possible because, you know, there's construction along the road and there's no shoulder. We'll be on the highway trying to hike up. He's like, that's your only option. He's like, we can give you a ride to the travel center, which was like a mile up the road or whatever the case was. And we had no choice. So I said, you know what? Let's do this. We'll get to the travel center. We'll reconvene there. We'll figure out another option and go from there. So we get to the travel center, and literally there's no other way to get through there. There's, like, you either go through the villages or you go along the highway. We weren't willing to risk going along the entire highway, you know, for 50 more miles uh, in the middle of the night. Somebody could be drowsy. Somebody could have been drunk. We were right on the shoulder. I had my son with me. We're not going to do that. So it was a failure, right? We had this failure where we just, uh, I had to call my, the QRF, we called my wife the QRF. Um, we called, uh, we had to call her, she picked us up and that stuck with me for like a week. I was like, you know what? We can't do this. I, we got to do something hard in order to be prepared for next year. So just so you know, every single year we do something like this. And typically what we were doing was we were going across the entire mountain range in Albuquerque. It's about a 28-mile hike, and it takes about 24 hours to do. And that is just, it's a grind because you're going constantly uphill. You're going downhill. You're constantly stopping because you're, you know, you're getting tired. The air is thin up there. And so um, we decided to just change it up, you know, this year and try to go to Santa Fe. So you cannot walk from Albuquerque to Santa Fe because either way, within a 24-hour period, those villages are going to close down, whether it's in the morning or in the evening. And you can't make it through. So we ended up doing another Misogi, though. We ended up walking uh, the entire uh, range from Albuquerque down the city and back, which was still a challenge, but um, we'll figure out a way to get to Santa Fe one of these days. But that the whole purpose of this is this actually came at a perfect time, okay? Because what ends up happening in life is that we have these winning seasons, we have losing seasons, okay? And last year in 2023... We had a great year. We had that was the best year we've ever had. But towards the end, because the team was working so hard, everybody was just driving so hard that you can sense the fatigue. You can sense like they were starting to lose that that energy. They were losing that momentum. And then you started to see kind of like a personality change in the team, like some of the team members. You know, some people were withdrawing, some people were getting angry. Some people were like almost getting like manipulative and everybody found a way to kind of go into their basement. And then it was kind of turning into an environment where it's like, hey, this is not what we want. 
There's low energy. People were cranky and because they were grinding and all this stuff. And so during this time, we were kind of in a losing season. You know, we had breaks and we were trying to break even uh, records even further. We already broke some records, but we were trying to break them further. And so in the fourth quarter, we had our targets, but then we missed a target in the first month in October. And then we hit a missed a target in December. And we're like, man, it's just, you start going through these losing seasons. And so, you know, during that time, we took a little time off for, you know, Christmas. We took some time off for the New Year's. And so everyone can kind of recover mentally. It was a great year. Very proud of our staff. But you guys ever have that moment in your life where you just, you are going through life and just something doesn't feel right. It just does, you know, and I, I, I've become very attuned to when that happens to me because I'm doing something. The first thing I think of is I'm doing something that... I could be doing better. I'm not living my life to the highest uh, place that I could be. And I started reflecting on this, you know, during the Christmas break when I'm starting to plan for the first quarterly meeting. We're starting to do all this stuff. I start reflecting on this, and I'm like, man, why, why is it like this? And, and so that whole Masogi, when, even when we walked across the city, it came at the perfect time. And you start to realize there's winning seasons, there's losing seasons. Life is filled with challenges and difficulties that are going to test our strengths and our resilience. I, gotta, I can't tell you that enough, but the problem is most people, when they're faced with that adversity, they shy away from it. They play the victim. They start to do these things that just to feel sorry for themselves. But there's a quote out there. Let me, you know, a gem cannot be polished without friction nor a man can be perfected without trials. Think about that. So when you're suffering in pain, you can sit there and suffer and you can feel sorry for yourself, or you can use it as an opportunity to refine and polish your life. It's through these trials that we can refine and polish our life. We need adversity. We need challenges. We can't shy away from that. We need to confront it head on and use it to become a motivator to become the best versions of ourselves. So we have to think about this. In those moments, in the moments when you're having a losing season, you have to recognize that you're in the losing season. You can't play the victim. But it's in the end when these trials and tribulations that we face, they help us become the people that we're meant to be. So which trials in your life, think about this, which trials in your life are you dealing with? And if you were willing to face them, which trials would drastically improve your life? Trials are opportunity. Adversity is an opportunity. Struggles are an opportunity to change your life for the better, to fine-tune it, to polish it, to make it what you want it to be. Are you dealing with pain? Are you suffering in pain? Are you going to sit there and just sit in a chair and say, well, I can't move. I can't exercise. I can't play with my kids. I can't enjoy my spouse. I can't hang out with my friends. I can't go do these sports because I'm in pain. Or are you actually going to do something about it? Recognize that you're there in the moment and actively work your way out of your losing season. What about anxiety and depression? You know, the anxiety and depression are like skyrocketing through the roof right now. Why is that? 
I believe personally that anxiety and depression is stagnation in your life. If you're going to sit there and do nothing and say, oh, I'm, I'm depressed and I have anxiety, you're not moving. There's no motion in your life. Get moving. Get moving. And you can change that. Actively participate in pulling yourself out of that losing season. What about being overweight and obese? It's the same thing. Are you going to sit there and just say, well, you know, it's too hard. Maybe I'll get surgery. Maybe I can take these pills, whatever the case is. Or are you actually going to do something about it? Think about that. You could be addicted to drugs, alcohol, porn, food, exercise. You can be addicted to any of those, any of those addictions. And you can stay there or you can identify that you're there and figure out how to work yourself through that adversity. Most people sit and just let the adversity change their lives. That's what they do. It's the same thing if you're in debt. It's the same thing if you have self-doubt. If you say to yourself anything negatively, you have to understand you're living in your own misery. You can choose to get out of it. You can say to yourself, you know what? I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm doubting myself. So then you have to actively change. But let me ask you guys this. Why have you been delaying facing your adversities? How does it make you feel when you think of attaching them to something? Why do most people push off their adversities? Oh, I got this debt. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or, oh, I'm going through this pain. I'll just take these pills. That's not dealing with a problem. That's sweeping it under the rug. I have this pain. I'm just going to drink this alcohol, take these drugs. That's sweeping your problems under the rug. That's not actively trying to pull yourself out of a losing season. You have to understand the difference. So I urge you, folks, to take a look at your life. If you're in a losing season right now, what are you doing to pull yourself out of it? Is it the fear that's holding you back? Is it afraid of maybe sacrificing something that you have to give up in order to get a piece of your life back? What does that mean? Maybe you're in pain. Maybe you got to go into a provider and you have to pay a certain amount of money to get out of that pain. That, you know, most people think about that money as, oh, I, I'm not willing to sacrifice that money to get my life back. It's too much. Well, how much is it worth when you can't function in your life? So you're willing to give up the functionality of your life because you couldn't afford it. And it doesn't get easier. You leave that problem there, down the road, it just continues to break down even more. And before you know it, now you're in a wheelchair. You can't walk. You have no life. You're, you're addicted to drugs. You're addicted to alcohol. You're addicted to those things that sweep your problems underneath the rug. Can you identify when that happens in your life? Or is it, are you, you know, not willing to admit that it could just be you're lazy? Or there's no purpose in your life and you're just there to exist. These are the mentality, mentalities that we see 
when people come into the office. These are the mentalities that we see just in everyday life. You know, it's like whenever people know what your title is, they start to bring up their, their issues. And it's funny because you don't even have to say anything. You'll bring up your issues, and then the, before you know it, you're also bringing up the excuses of why you're, you're not willing to sacrifice anything to get out of it. Oh, yeah, you know, I've got these pain, but I take these pills and, you know, I can get through the day. Oh, yeah, you know, I've been dealing with this pain. It's chronic. It's awful. But, you know, I just sit in my chair and I'm good. You know, we're afraid to take that step forward. We're lazy to take that step forward. We're afraid to sacrifice something in our life and get out of our comfort zones to take that step forward. Or we have no purpose and we just seem to exist. So how would your life improve? Okay, let's, let's, let's walk you through this here, okay? How would your life improve if, let's just say you're in pain. Would you make more money because you can actually work? You know, I can't tell you how many times people come into our office and they say, well, you know what, I can't work. You know, we say, okay, what's the, you know, if this doesn't get fixed, what happens? What does life look like for you? And some people, they'll tear up and they say, I don't even want to think about it. And that's when you know that you can help that person because they're close to their rock bottom. And then other people, they say, you know what, I, I won't be able to make money. I can't work. I have to hire out to do, you know, certain parts of my job. Or, you know, if you are in pain, how would your life improve if you were able to exercise and now all of a sudden you can lose weight? because you can exercise again. What about adding joy to your life because maybe you can play with your kids or your grandkids? And if that's a joy in your life and you can't do that anymore, why are you willing to let that go? What about if you establish a sense of purpose again in your life because you feel alive again? Think about that. You're in no pain. All of a sudden you have energy. Your mindset is different. Your mentality, you are living this positive lifestyle now. You live with purpose because you're not suffering anymore. What if your relationships got better because you're not in a bad mood anymore? Every single person that comes into our office, they are not the person that they want to be because they're suffering with pain. And when you're suffering with pain, you're not exactly always in the best mood. What if you didn't have depression anymore because you can actually take action in your life again? You're no longer stagnant. There's emotion in your life. You're taking action. You're taking one step forward every single time. And all of a sudden, your depression goes away. What happens if you were to become more confident because you're stacking wins in your life? What would it look like if you weren't in pain and you weren't holding back on anything in your life? You weren't holding back with your exercise. You weren't working, uh, holding back with your work habits. You were taking risks because all of a sudden your mentality is different. How good would it feel to overcome adversity and become a new person and then pass it on to somebody else who's struggling in their life? I can't tell you how many times I've had colleagues or even myself deal with anxiety, deal with certain adversities, and you overcome them. And then you have to pass it along to somebody who's by you, who's suffering with the same thing. And all of a sudden, you're now becoming empowered. You're becoming fulfilled because you were able, able to overcome that adversity and you are now able to change somebody else's life. Nothing is more fulfilling than that. 
You know, they say that the worst level of intelligence in somebody is somebody who is just self-seeking. They, they only look out for themselves. They're looking for instantaneous pleasure for themselves. That's the lowest level of intelligence. But the highest level of intelligence is those who are actively trying to serve others and find fulfillment and bring in joy to other people's lives. I'm telling you, life can be so much better if you learn how to overcome this adversity by taking it, all the trials, all the tribulations, all the struggles, all the anxieties, all the hurdles in your life, you take all of them and you polish and fine-tune your life, you deal with it, walk towards the fire, you deal with it, and you learn how to overcome it. And when you do, you start stacking win after win, and before you know it, you're unstoppable. So how do you begin attacking these trials? That's where we have to look. Number one, you have to admit that you're in a losing season. Admit you're not where you want to be. Admit you're not who you want to be. And then you have to drop your pride and your ego to get out of it. You have to actively participate in pulling yourself out of that losing season. If you can recognize that you're in a rut, the next thing you have to do is actively participate in pulling yourself out. And sometimes it may feel weird. I don't care. You know, I had a friend who's a, a physical therapist and he was dealing with some knee pain and I was trying to give him some advice and he was like, oh no, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it just kind of like, it was one of the pride and ego things, right? I'm a physical therapist I'm sitting here telling him how to deal with the knee, you know, that he hasn't done yet. And uh, you could tell that he just wasn't willing to listen. Folks, I don't care if you're the damn ice cream man. If I got a problem and you have a solution that I haven't tried, I'm going to drop my pride and ego, listen to it, and at least try it if that's what's going to actively pull me out of my situation, out of my losing season. So you have to identify you're in a losing season. You have to be willing to pull yourself out of it. And you have to find what are you actually willing to sacrifice to get out of that losing season. You can look at, let's just say that you're in pain again. You can look at being in pain and you not being able to afford something to get out of that pain. Or you can be in pain and use that money as that's literally the bridge to get that piece of your life back. And then the fears start to come in your head. Well, what if it doesn't work? The only time it's not going to work is it when you do nothing. You have to understand that. So identify you're in a losing season. Admit that you're there. And then you got to have the discipline, the structure, and the order to maintain what you need to do to be successful in that losing season. If you have been consistently exercising, if you have been consistently rehabbing yourself, if you have been consistently listening to podcasts or, or reading books or whatever the case is, discipline in your day, waking up at certain times, doing all those things, you maintain the course, hold the line. Because if you're in a losing season, right around the corner is the winning season. We don't win every single day of our lives. But when we lose, we need to know that we're in that losing season, maintain the discipline, the structure, and the order in that losing season, and know that there's a winning season right around the corner.
And when that happens, so with the staff, uh, the, for the example that I gave, everybody had the low energy. It was just in something just didn't feel fulfilling. And throughout the entire year, we made a ton of money. We, we were so successful. Patients were getting better faster than any other part in our career. But I didn't see the growth and fulfillment in the team. And that's what killed me. That's what stuck with me. So now this first year, this has been in one month, folks, in one month, our team, I've seen more movement in our team, more personal development in our team than I did the entire last year. We're in a winning season right now. And when you're in a winning season, you don't just say you're in a winning season. You celebrate. You embrace it. You enjoy it. Because right around the corner, there could be a losing season. And you have to prepare for those losing seasons. So even if you're in a winning season right now, what are you doing now to prepare for the storm that will inevitably come your way? That's the way you have to look at this. Discipline, order, and structure when you're struggling. Know you're in that rut. Actively pull yourself out of that rut by doing something. Oh, I'm in pain. Okay, what am I actively going to do today to win this day? Am I going to do some myofascial release? Am I going to do some mobility stuff? Am I going to go exercise and do some strength training stuff? What are you going to do? Or are you just going to sit there and do nothing? Are you going to sit there and take pills? Are you going to sit there and do your drugs? Are you going to sit there and, do, and drink your alcohol? And sweep your problems underneath the rug. Actively participate in pulling yourself out. Identify you're in a losing season and find a way to pull yourself out. Just keep moving forward. The good part with what we do is that if you're in pain, we literally have a four-step proven process. It's the plan to get you out of pain so that way you can get that piece of your life back identify the movement deficiencies, identify the structural deficiencies, identify the soft tissue deficiencies and any type of neurological deficiencies as well as any emotional deficiencies. Put it all together, find the deficiencies, figure out what your body needs, break up the scar tissue, let water go back into the tissue to become rehydrated, make that tissue elastic like a rubber band again, and then build stability in the movement patterns that are required in your everyday life. That's the game plan, folks. And you can do the same thing, whether it's anxiety and depression, whether it's being overweight or obese, whether it's in pain, whether it's removing an addiction. Identify you're in a losing season. What are you going to do to actively pull yourself out? Folks, I hope you enjoyed this. If you know somebody who's struggling, again, we do these podcasts to help people pull themselves out of a losing season. So if you know somebody who's struggling, we ask that you please share this. Please give us a rating. Without you guys, this podcast doesn't exist. So if you're getting something from this, I ask that you please uh, share this with your loved ones, share this with your friends, share this with your colleagues, and know that you're doing something not only for yourself, but you're paying it forward and you're helping others come out of their losing season. We hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next time, folks.